In 1954, in a police station in Kentucky, a policeman named Joe Martin is drowning in paperwork. The afternoon seems endless to him. He can't wait to finish his day and let off steam with boxing. As he imagines himself already in the ring, a child's angry scream suddenly brings him out of his daydream. A 12-year-old child bursts into the police station. The boy is so angry that Joe doesn't understand the situation very well. He asks the child to calm down and explain. The boy continues to get angry. Someone has stolen his Christmas present, a beautiful red and white bike. He intends to take revenge on the thief and beat him up. Joe is intrigued by the boy's enthusiasm. He has never seen so much determination in someone's eyes. What Joe doesn't know yet is that the words he will speak will have a strong impact on the destiny of this young African-American boy, who is about to become one of the greatest legends in sports history. Joe looks the boy straight in the eye and says firmly, "Before you try to beat someone up, you need to know how to fight." Stung in his pride, the boy replies that he knows how to handle himself. Joe is amused and asks him if he has ever boxed before. A little embarrassed, the child stammers. Joe teases him, telling him that he is a boxing coach and if he wants, he can teach him how to fight. The very next day, the young boy puts on gloves for the first time in his life. Joe will teach him boxing moves that he will later describe as float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Six weeks later, the young man wins his first fight with flying colors. He quickly becomes fond of the discipline, is very diligent in his training, and his efforts pay off. At 18, with his six Kentucky championship titles and two national golden gloves, he has all the makings of a young prodigy. But it is only after winning a gold medal at the 1960 Rome Olympics that Muhammad decides to become a professional boxer. Hello, I am Fabrice, and welcome to Fabulous Destinies. I'm going to talk to you about a man who has inspired millions of people. In a racially divided America, his extraordinary athletic career and personality captivated the masses. Known for his political activism, boxing talent, and witty one-liners, this rebellious man left an indelible mark in history. His name is Muhammad Ali. From his sports career to his activism, he fought on all fronts. Discover his fabulous destiny. Muhammad, who was known as Cassius Clay in his youth, was born in 1942 in Louisville, Kentucky, in the midst of segregation. Despite coming from a modest family, his parents were able to provide him with a good education. Muhammad never stopped questioning the world he lived in, and quickly realized that many barriers would stand in his way. He quickly overcame these barriers by believing in his talent and throwing himself wholeheartedly into boxing. All while being outspoken, fearless, he never held back his words, and is known for having a rhetoric as explosive as his fists. 
He showed the whole world that no one could bring him down. Ultra provocative in his pre-match speeches, Mohammed always destabilizes his opponent before stepping into the ring. He even insults them on their physical appearance and criticizes their performance while referring to himself as the greatest or the strongest. His insolence amuses the media, his giant physique and athlete's body and his charisma leave no one indifferent. The years go by and the fights are similar. Mohammed wins his first 19 matches, including 15 by technical knockout, before facing Sonny Liston for the world title. Mohammed will stay true to his reputation and win the fight of the year. At only 22 years old, he is crowned heavyweight boxing world champion. The day after this victory, the young champion announces his conversion to Islam. For several years, Muhammad has been part of the controversial Nation of Islam, a nationalist organization that advocates that Islam is the only true religion of blacks. Muhammad then changes his name. Until then, he was known to everyone as Cassius Clay. He gets rid of this legacy of the slave past of his African-American ancestors, and officially becomes Muhammad Ali. But this past will haunt him, at least until February 6, 1967, three years after his name change. It's the date of an epic fight. That evening, Muhammad faces Ernie Terrell. A few hours before the match, Ernie provokes Muhammad in a live interview by calling him by his old name, Cassius Clay. Muhammad is furious. With a look full of anger, he firmly tells his opponent, My name is Muhammad Ali, and you're going to pronounce it. Muhammad is more determined than ever. It's no longer just a simple match for him. It's about restoring his honor. The arena is in a frenzy, and tensions rise between the supporters of the two fighters. At the sound of the bell, the torture for Ernie, who was confident until then, begins. Muhammad is merciless. He throws so many punches that by the seventh round, he has already exploded Ernie's eye. But Ernie remains standing, which angers his opponent even more. Between two attacks, he shouts at him, What's my name? What's my name? The jubilant crowd witnesses a true massacre. At the end of the 15th round, the referee finally frees Ernie from his ordeal. He's covered in blood and barely standing. Muhammad Ali is the winner, proud of himself. He has just proven to the whole world that no one can disrespect him. As he was at the pinnacle of his career on April 28, 1967, Muhammad was called to serve in the Vietnam War, but he refused to go. He was the first American figure of his stature to express opposition to the war. He declared, No Viet Cong ever called me n I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. They never called me n He also stated, I ain't going 10,000 miles to help murder and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters. Admired by some, but vehemently criticized by others, his decision created a lot of controversy. 
On June 20th, Muhammad was in court, awaiting the verdict for his refusal to be drafted into the military. The verdict was delivered. He was fined $10,000 and sentenced to five years in prison. Stripped of his world champion title, he lost his license to box. At the age of just 25, Muhammad sacrificed his passion and profession for his convictions. Barred from the ring and beset by financial problems, he missed out on some of his best years in sports. He was spared imprisonment, however, and after almost four years without fighting, his appeal was finally accepted by the U.S. Supreme Court, and his career could resume. In 1971, Muhammad Ali returned to the ring. But unfortunately, this year also marked his first defeat in the famous fight of the century against his greatest rival, Joe Frazier. Muhammad was distraught, full of rage, and vowed to never let anyone beat him again. As he fought his way through subsequent bouts, he quickly regained his former fervor and skill, knocking out opponent after opponent. Muhammad Ali felt ready to reclaim his world champion title, and in 1974, he faced George Foreman, the current title holder. The crowd was wild with excitement as the two athletes stepped into the ring for what promised to be an epic battle. George wasted no time and attacked Muhammad directly. Muhammad was disoriented and found himself having to withstand the ferocious blows of his opponent. But after George had given his all, he grew tired and lost his vigilance. Muhammad took advantage of the opportunity to showcase his talent. He landed punch after punch, leaving his opponent with no respite as he tried to dodge the blows. George was exhausted, but Muhammad refused to be moved. He had come for the championship title and he would not leave without it. Finally, with all his might, Muhammad landed the decisive blow, delivering a powerful right hook that sent his opponent crashing to the mat. I told you, all of my critics, I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. When I beat Sunday, listen, I told you today, I'm still the greatest of all time. Never again defeat me. Muhammad had just reclaimed his world champion title in boxing, and his legend lives on. In 1984, after years of fierce fights and an impressive number of victories, Muhammad, then 42 years old, learned that he was suffering from Parkinson's disease. The disease would definitely end his sports career, but it would not stop the myth of Muhammad Ali. The boxer had marked his era so much that in 1990, during the Gulf War, George Bush asked him to go to Iraq to negotiate the release of American hostages. Muhammad accepted, and Saddam Hussein granted him 15 hostages. As his illness progressed, he became more and more discreet. On June 3, 2016, his face flooded the media. The world learned of his death, but Muhammad Ali had marked his time and remains eternal in the history of humanity. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. If you enjoyed this episode, don't hesitate to leave comments and stars on your favorite podcast app.